back to part uh, part two. I was gonna say part two, but this is the beginning part of the show, so I don't That's know. I'm, I'm all just I'm all discombobulated here, Mike. And the reason why I'm discombobulated is because our boy John Matthew Stafford the first is officially or not officially, I guess, because it can't be official in new league year. But he's in Los Angeles Ram. Um, that trade officially went down Saturday night. If you missed it, I don't know how you did, but if you did. Uh, welcome to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeka. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck's on Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, and we are... It's a, it's a somber day, Mike, but it's a day um, to look for look towards the future a little bit, right? It's, um, you know, we got a lot of stuff to go over today. We're obviously going to talk the Stafford trade. We're also going to review the AFC-NFC Conference Championship games and the implications for those teams. And we're going to be previewing... Uh, the Super Bowl between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, but lots of football today, guys. Um, shoot me for it, but I, you know, I think we kind of felt that this week was kind of dominated by the NFL. Um, you know, hockey's still really early on. Baseball hasn't started yet. Basketball, there's no, you know, there's nothing that's really happening right now. You know, teams are playing, and you know, it is what it is. But we don't really know what some of these teams are going to be. We know what other teams are that are garbage. We already kind of knew that going in. So there are just certain things about you know some of the other sports that maybe aren't as intriguing to us right now. And obviously, for you wrestling fans out there, we can't talk about the Royal Rumble because as of the recording, we don't know what happened. So that'll be next week as well. Um, but Mike, let's just jump right in here. Stafford going to the Rams in return. The Lions are getting a number one over of the first round pick in 2022, a first round pick in 2023, a third round pick this year in 2021, and Jared Gofferson. So, um, Mike, give me, you know, give me your initial reaction first before we break this down and the implications and what it means, uh, pros and cons. Okay, just give me your overall thought when you get the notification. Bam. Okay, Stafford's going to the Rams. <laughs> you're looking at dude. me right now because you're like, you know how I feel. Yeah. And I'm not great. <laughs> dude, do you really want to know what I, I did the first I, second I, I learned about this? I do. Or actually, I know, but they need to know. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was at work last night or the night before, and I get the notification, and I said, "Oh my god!" And I threw my phone into a trash. <laughs> I went down at the very. I was driving. I went, "Oh shit!" Yeah. We both had some wild reactions oh, to it. Then it, it took me another like 15 minutes to find my phone to actually read the whole thing. So, um, then my initial reaction was, uh, I'm shocked that it was done this early. Uh, yeah, they I, really I, pushed for uh, it to get done this early. I, I did not think it was going to be done. Sh- our people came out and were like, oh, it will probably be done before the Super Bowl. But I was like, okay, so like middle of the week. Like, yeah, next they're gonna week. Take yeah. A lot That's kind of where I thought. I, over the weekend, they'll simmer get final offers and make a deal yeah yeah and then they said oh no like right now we're just gonna make this deal happen yeah. right now um and i think the deal was uh pretty good um mm-hmm. I, unlike like 95 percent of people on earth i don't mind jared goff i actually kind of like jared goff yeah. so getting him i just don't love his contract but i was actually thinking about it before this trade was made i was like if i was a one for one people for stafford how many quarterbacks would i take I came up with about seven or eight people that I would be like, of teams that are willing to be yeah. in that mix no, four staff. I, I mean, I was just thinking in general. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. yeah. like I was like the even like Patrick Mahomes, like one right. for one, would I take this right. guy or okay. that guy or whatever? And yeah. then golf was in the middle section for me of 
I wouldn't love a one for one, but I could like work with a one for one. Yeah, I I think we've talked about this a couple times now, right? I'm a little bit lower on golf than you are. I rank him middle of the pack, right? I I where do you have him? Twelve and between what? Twelve and sixteen? Yeah, I think it's like at fourteen. Okay, so if you have him at twelve and twelve through right. sixteen, if you want to rank going one through thirty two starting quarterbacks, I you know you have him twelve. I probably have him in the like the fifteen to twenty range yeah. in my personal rankings, you know. Um, so I, I, this is this is a downgrade for from Stafford. If we're, let's yes. be let's be let's be fair here, but um, this is a great trade for everybody involved, right? The, the, clearly, the Rams are kind of going all in, right? They're they're going to go and try to to make a run in these next couple years with Stafford, him and McVay. I'm very excited to see what that's going to be. I mean, I know you're a Seattle guy, so I'm sorry, but at the same time, this, this could be a lot of fun. And I mean a lot of fun. The Rams, then, they go in the second round this year. They draft a speedster wide receiver to take the top off, and you're really rolling. You know what I mean? With Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and those guys. like that. This offense could be really, really exciting. Um, but um, from a Lions perspective, though, this is a great trade for a couple reasons, right? We, there were some rumors out there that San Francisco was offering two seconds and two thirds. It's not enough. You got a first, you're not getting the first round picks this year because the Rams don't have one, right? So that's where I think the third rounder kind of comes in, right? It's like here, here's a little bit, you know, to hold you over. Um, and I think the real reason why you were able to get two firsts out of this is because you are taking on the Jared Goff contract, right? I think a lot of people in their minds thought if you get a one and a three for Stafford, you're probably coming out okay, right? I think you kind of break even on that trade. But because now you're getting a second number one num- or first overall pick, you're like, okay, this is awesome because now you've got building blocks. You're going to have two firsts in the next two drafts after 2021, and you're able now to have a multitude, and I mean a multitude of options. I mean... I mean, let's just run that down, right, Mike? So, okay, they get Goff. Goff is going to be their starter for 2021, regardless if they go quarterback at seven or if they trade up to do it. But now you have the ability, because you don't have to mortgage your future, you could package three number one picks to the Falcons at four and still go get a Zach Wilson if he's your guy, and or potentially. I don't know what the Rams are going to do or the Jets are going to do. But say Zach Wilson's on the board at four, you call Atlanta say, hey, we'll give you seven one of our first round picks in 2022 one of our first round picks in 2023 go get your guy of the future sit him down let golf handle the crap that's going to be 2021 and then the year after that you still have first round picks so you've got flexibility or if you want to sit at seven see who falls take a Trey Lance, let him develop. You can do that too. Or you don't even go quarterback if, and you don't feel pressured to do it because you have a guy who is a stopgap of a player who's not the worst in the league. He's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not Tyrod Taylor. He is a, you know, I think he's competent is, is the way I'm going to say it. He's just a competent quarterback. I'm not going to come on this show and start singing Jared Goff's praises. That is not the way I'm going to do that. However, you could have done a lot worse than Jared Goff, okay? I would rather have Jared Goff than Mitch Trubisky. Let's put it that way. So you already don't have the worst quarterback in the NFC North. So that's something to think about. Mike, your thoughts uh, on you know what they can do now? What do you want to see them do? You know What draft implications does this have for you? Are you still on t- trying to find your guy? Because... I, that's kind of where I'm at personally. Is that I don't want this. I don't think it will deter them from looking at quarterbacks, but I do. I do think that it gives them a multitude of options if, for whatever reason, they they're unable to make a move up or their guy doesn't fall them at seven. Yeah, no. I 
my dream scenario is to package everything you got up, move up to two, and take Zach Wilson. Yeah. Because I am going to be very high on Zach Wilson. Yeah. And I'm going to live or die on this mountain that I think Zach Wilson's going to be great. <laughs> and if we don't take him and he's great, I'm going to be very upset. Well, right, yeah. Because I missed yeah. the Justin Herbert train, and so I'm not missing this train. So right. I'm all in on this guy. Yeah. No, I think I think he's, you know, I think he's, in, in our, I think in both of our opinions, the second best quarterback in this draft class, right? I know some people have fields at two, sure. and you can make that argument if you'd prefer. Please. Um, <laughs> yeah, sell everybody else on that. I'll sell um, you on it. <laughs> um, regardless, though, even if Zach Wilson's not the guy, and it is a Justin Fields, or even Trey Lance, I think this trade, especially if they don't move, right, really throws Trey Lance into the equation a hell of a lot more now more than ever. Because I think it's a bit of a risk to tri- to 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 mortgage a lot of picks in order to go get Trey Lance, not knowing that this is kind of a risk because he's a small school guy, you know what I mean? And, you know, he hasn't played a lot of big competition, but he's got all the intangibles, right? He's an athletic freak, great arm, great athleticism, everything that the NFL is shifting towards from a quarterback perspective. But when you look at these teams, you go, maybe you don't need to move from seven now to for him to fall to you. You don't need, you don't feel the need to mortgage and take those other picks. You take your quarterback at seven, then you take defense the rest of the way, maybe draft a wide receiver along the way as well. And and then the next two years, you've got double first-round picks. Even if the Rams win the Super Bowl next year and the year after that, it doesn't matter. You have two you have a pick probably in the top 12 next year, if I'm being overly optimistic it's probably a top 10 pick in 2022 and then you've got whatever the rams do so if if you're the alliance fan and you're looking at this this trade is not about year one of the dan campbell brad holmes era this is about year two year three and year four that is really where you're going to see the benefits of this trade it's a long term strategy ladies and gentlemen i know people are i had a couple buddies my buddy carl he reached out to me he's like He's like, I hate, he's like, I don't like Jared Goff at all, you know, which is, there, there is some sentiment to that for a lot of people. Um, maybe we, I should get you in touch with him to kind of yeah. get him to, get we'll, you to we'll sell him a little bit. But, um, but he's like, I'm just tired of losing. And I know this, he's like, I like the trade, but I don't like the trade because you're not getting any, you're not getting that instant gratification, right? Like you're not getting number 12 from San Francisco and a picnic. Like you're not getting some of that right away. Right. So it is a little bit of a long-term play. However, if I would rather take two first rounders in the following years rather than getting just a one first rounder and change this year. So that that's kind of where I'm like, I get why they made this deal. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no way I don't think they were going to get anything more from this. And you're paying the Jared Goff tax to get that extra first round pick. That's how I'm looking at it is that they did the Rams a solid by taking Jared Goff back in return for this deal, allowing him to kind of bridge the gap between Stafford and his heir apparent. And he's just kind of like, by the way, you're going to kind of have to deal with a shit football team for maybe a season and a half before we turn to the new guy. And then he's going to be gone. Um, the way, the way Goff's contract looks right now, this year he's going to be on the team. No doubt. Next year, he's got a 15 and a half million dollar cap hit. If they cut him, uh, our dead cap hit, I should say, if they were to cut him before 2023. So that that is something to think about, which I think they would potentially eat that if they have their next guy ready to go. Or they let him play those two years, and then his dead cap hit, it's like $1.5 So worst case scenario, you're 
stuck with him for maybe one to two years. Best case scenario is he plays well, then you flip his ass, and then you've got your next guy ready to go. Do you think they still go quarterback in the first round this year? Or do you think that this now, are you a little bit more nervous? Because before, if you were assuming that if you're not getting a quarterback back, mm-hmm. right to the Stafford trade, now you did. And someone who's been a starter in this league and has played up and down at times, but you can look at it and say, okay, now they're not forced to take a quarterback, but I definitely think that that still needs to probably be the pick. But are you concerned at all? They're like, oh, we got Goff, so now Micah Parsons is easily the pick at seven. That is my biggest concern yeah. is that they won't. And actually, my biggest, biggest concern is that for some reason, Zach Wilson falls to you at seven, and then they pass on him at oh, seven God, that would to take so like bad. Micah Parsons or, or whatever person you want That would be like the most pissed I'd be about them taking a player that I really like. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's like my you know ultimate I mean? big concern. I don't think that would be a concern because I do think if I don't think they'll package anything to move up. I think they're okay with golf. Yeah. That they're okay just sitting at seven and taking whoever's there at seven. Yeah. But I will be I will be okay because if Wilson and like Fields and everyone goes early, I'll be like okay, yeah, take right. Michael Parsons because take Trey Lance is probably your fifth quarterback on your board or whatever. So right. I'm not going to worry about it too much. But if someone like, even if Justin Fields falls to seven I think and you pass very, on him, I, it's going to be very hard for me to go, you really to justify on, it, yeah, to, to justify, justify it, it yes. to take Michael Parsons instead yeah. of, instead of taking Justin guy, Fields. Well, yeah. And it's, and here's the thing. It's not about, it's not about, because you can't compare those two guys, right? And we're mentioning Michael Parsons specifically because A, the linebacking court's atrocious in Detroit yeah. and B, because he's probably the, top two or three best defensive players going into this draft, right? And especially where you're at in a position of need, it seems like it would be a pretty damn nice fit. A lot of people haven't gone to Philadelphia at sixth for what it's worth. Um, I don't think so. I, think, I don't think so. I think they go I wide think, receiver. I think, but I think Kyle fine. Pitts goes there. Yeah. But really? You think the so? Tight end. No. That could they lost be a shocker too. Ooh, numbers finally. They'll get some shit for taking a quarterback <laughs> or a tight end. Early. Anyway, point being though is that looking at it, right, even though we may not be as high on Justin Fields, you have to look at it as, okay, if if you think Fields is a franchise quarterback, right, and he's there at seven and you don't have to move, it, you're going to have to really nail whatever quarterback you wind up taking in the next year's draft or the year following because if you pass on him, you like that, that pick that you picked instead better be a slam dunk pick. Like he better be an all pro level type of guy, pretty much almost out of the gate for you to pass on a guy. And with golf now, that's what makes taking a quarterback. I think for me, a little bit more of a sexy pick because I get it. This team has a lot of needs, but you've got a lot of holes here and you got a lot of draft capital to do it now. in the following two drafts outside of this one, Taking a quarterback now and letting him just sit and you don't throw him to the wolves, you're doing the complete opposite of what you did with Stafford. Where the Stafford inherits an 0-16 team and now you're counting on this guy in Calvin Johnson to lift you out of the bottom of the barrel. Right now, you can say, hey, Goff, do your thing, brother. Go for it. Do what you got to do. Play well. Play. Don't play well. It's it, either Regardless, we're going to be best 7-9. and nine. That's the most optimistic I can be about 2021. So because of that... Let this kid sit and marinate and just kind of do his own thing and really get to a point where in 2022 he's ready to go. Like yeah. they did, the Chiefs didn't start Patrick Mahomes right away. Lamar didn't even. Did Lamar start right away? Lamar didn't start either. So letting a guy sit for a little bit. Herbert technically didn't start right away. Oh, yeah. Until they punctured the guys along. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tyrod's like, I, mean, I had yeah, a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, even Josh Allen, he didn't start right away. Tyrod was there for a little bit, right? So it's one of those things to where. If you let the kids sit just for a little bit, right? Yeah, you're not getting instant gratification. I want to see the sexy new first-round quarterback play. But long-term, if that helps that kid's development and now you have found your next guy, 
it is going to be really hard for them not to take to pull the trigger on that. Whether we're high on Justin Fields or not, the point is is that if he's there at seven, especially if he's there at seven, if somehow he is there at seven, I would I would kind of be upset if they don't take him. Just because I'm like, you can't if you think he's a guy that's going to be the lead of your franchise for the next seven years. You have to pull the trigger. Yeah. You absolutely have and to. And I, I want them to pull the trigger on a quarterback because I'm worried because a lot of people want this team to be built the San Fran way yep. where you build the whole team, then pick your quarterback. But you see the problem with that in San Fran where yep. if you don't get the perfect right quarterback, right. all that work. work goes to nothing. Exactly. And then you start paying everybody, and yep. then it all goes shit. San Fran's going to be in trouble in about two years. Yes. It's going to be in trouble in two because years. Because they're not going to be able to bring back all those people. Where yep. if you do it kind of the Chargers way where you have some pieces and you get lucky and, like, say, Zach Wilson is – Anywhere close right. to, to what, what Herbert. Justin Herbert looked like in his rookie year, I think every Lions fan is going to be yeah. tripping all over Because then you have themselves. four years of that, you have a lot of draft capital, yep. and then you can start working on that. So Correct. that's why Correct. I always want the quarterback first. Because yeah. if you now if you hit on the quarterback in three years and you build the team and you're San Fran but with a better quarterback, right. then, I mean, it's perfect scenario and you're right. rolling. But yeah. odds of that happening are very, very low. Correct. And the thing I like about this, mm-hmm. though, is that the, the importance of the quarterback is still at a premium. However, in this particular scenario, what the Rams have even done, right, take Stafford out of it for a second and put Jared Goff back on that team. Okay, Jared Goff's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and they were able to go to the Super Bowl. Now, they had a super-loaded team, but even this year, you saw they are will, they've built a team around Goff to where they were able to still win quite a few football games and make the playoffs with Goff not playing great. So it's like, if you can get your quarterback and sit him and then insulate that young kid for two years and get the pieces around him with the draft capital that you are getting for Matthew Stafford, you're really going to be rolling. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where, okay, we need to hit on the quarterback, but we don't need to hit on it from a sector of like, we need to get Patrick Mahomes or we're not going to be able to compete. It's more like, hey, we need to get just above average and then we can build a team around him because that's what Brad Holmes from where his background is and Ray Agnew, the assistant GM coming from the Rams where it's like, Hey, we're just going to build a team around a guy and just accentuate the positives and hide the negatives, you know? So lots to, lots to be excited about if you're a Lions fan. This is a great, this is a great trade. It really, really is. I know people don't like Jared Goff and that's okay. But at the same time, if he plays great, you're in a better spot. If he doesn't play great, you're going to take a new guy anyway, more than likely, in the next two years. So one way or the other, he's not your quarterback long term. Mm-hmm. So, And if he plays great, cool. Now you've got some Now you got some major options. Because if he goes out and he balls, you don't have to sign him to an extension. He's still got three years left on his deal. So if he plays great, he's 26, and maybe he is the guy. And that that's fine. And then we'll deal with him for four years. If not... You got the next guy ready to go. I still think that quarterback needs to be a primary focus for them in the first round. I won't be shocked if they don't take one, but it really is going to depend on if A, they trade up, and B, depending how the board falls, right? If Jets don't trade, or the Jets, you know, the Jets don't trade and they just stay at two and they don't take a quarterback, okay, that pushes everybody down a spot. Miami, they ain't going to take one. Four is what, Cincy, right? Atlanta. Oh, yeah, four is Atlanta. Okay, so maybe, right? But also at the same time, I could make the argument Arthur Smith doesn't want to have a rookie quarterback in his first year, right? Five is Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati ain't taking one. Six is Philly. They've already got two that they don't know what to do with. So there's a good chance that obviously trades could happen, right? New England is a team that I could see. The Colts coming. The Colts don't have a first-round pick, so I don't know how they're going to make that happen. So there's still options for the Lions. And if you're a Lions fan, you want to see this team get built right and built for the long term to have a some sort of s- sustained success this is the way to do it. So, um, 
To say that I'm going to miss Matthew Stafford is the biggest understatement ever, and I will be rooting very hard for the Rams this year because I am. I hope that they go 16 to 0 win the Super Bowl because that would just fill. That would just fortify all of my thoughts about him as a player and just go. I told you, just give him some sort of a competent team around him and look what happens. And hopefully they can do that. So if nothing else, it's going to be. Exciting. Or they'll go like nine and seven. Yeah, they go nine and seven, and everyone's like, "Hey, he's just okay." And I go, "All right, well, maybe I was wrong." <laughs> I'll admit it, but uh, I don't see it happening. I still think they win 10 games, for, at least. But um. <laughs> I missed a bye game. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's talk these AFC and NFC champ, uh, conference games, and then we'll move on to the Super Bowl, and then we'll get the heck out of here. Um, all right, so Tampa gets the win over Green Bay. Tom Brady, one year in the NFC, wins the NFC title game. Perfect. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, total combined seasons, 35 seasons in the NFC. Each only has one NFC title win. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's hilarious. Um, thoughts on the game? Did the Packers choke this somehow again? Did they find a new way to lose in the NFC title game? Um, or you know, because I think Tampa had a great game plan defensively. Got to Rodgers a lot. I think they played well, but also Brady threw three picks and he got six points off those three picks. Yes. So give me your thoughts on this game, how it played out. I I you know I don't I think they kind of followed the game plan that we all thought that they would. Um, but for whatever reason, I think there's a couple coaching errors, and I think that Rodgers was not on was not on his game, especially early on. Like he missed Devontae Adams a couple times. Where I was yes. like, dude, you gotta hit these. Yeah, no, I think they just had. I think Tampa just had the perfect game plan going in. Made him um, uncomfortable, literally from the opening yeah, game. I'm not gonna say it was everything that we said and more, but it was everything that we said. And pretty more. much, pretty much. Um, we kind of nailed this. We kind of nailed it. At least this game, we <laughs> yeah. like 100 nailed. Yeah. Um, the other game, we could. We'll talk about. I threw the caveat in that I thought there was a chance Tampa could get blown out just based off the fact of how well Green Bay played. Yes. But defensively, Tampa played such a smart game yeah. overall that like they played it perfectly to the point where when we described it going into the episode, we're like, "This is the this is the way that Green, that Tampa's going to have to win this game," and they literally did it verbatim. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tampa pay, played just about beautifully. Um. Everyone's going to point to the end of the game pass interference be like oh that's the reason they didn't win and those are the same people that point to like the third quarter lines pass interference back like, oh that's the reason they didn't win which is not really the reason why they lost um rob mentioned having three interceptions and getting six points off of those yeah it doesn't um, help. an awful fourth quarter decision to kick a field goal instead of going for a touchdown fourth and goal um, absolutely awful decision also so a lot of coaching errors and just not execute uh, executing correctly yeah and honestly the play right before the half where you're playing man-to-man press, press coverage. coverage. Oh, single coverage. No, nothing over the top. And Scotty like, Miller, who is apparently faster than Tyreek Hill, gets right past Kevin King and gets yep. a touchdown. Because yep. who knew that he was that fast? Um, <laughs> yeah. And Kevin instead King of did. instead of yeah, instead of it being you know a three four point game, right, and Green Bay kicking game. a field goal, yep. it turned into a twenty one to ten point game. And then they come out in the second half. Aaron Aaron Jones fumbles the ball and then yeah, they score they, right away yeah. and now it's twenty eight to ten. Yeah. And instead of Green Bay having the end of the half start of the third quarter ball where you can score mm-hmm. fourteen in that swing, mm-hmm. now Tampa Bay is the team scoring fourteen in that swing. Yeah. And it just absolutely killed everything Green Bay had. Well, right, and and that's the thing too, right, is that you look at the, what happened in this game. Um, you know, not being able to capitalize off of the turnovers is something that Green Bay's done all all year, right? Really well. Um, they really shut down the run game for good chunks of it. You know, Aaron Jones really was not the one that was killing them. It was the other guy that they had. Who's the other running back that they have? Um, 
outside Aaron Jones. Yeah, what Jamal Williams. Yeah, he was or really AJ one, Dillon. No, I think it was Jamal Williams that was really yeah. killing was really killing them up the gut there a little bit. But um, the defensive play call at the end of the first half abysmal. It can't happen. Um, I thought I think this is the first time in a long time that we have seen legitimate issues or like a discrepancy between um, coaching experience. Like I thought Bruce Arians with Todd Bowles, especially like I think Tampa had a great offensive game plan. You know, they came out and they scored early. We talked about that, right? It was like, if they don't come out and score in the first drive, that it's going to be really difficult, right? It's just starting off the bat. Um, and they did that, right? Byron left, which I thought called a really good football game pretty, you know, pretty consistently. Um, but I think, Todd Bowles being an experienced D coordinator, right? Being in these situations before and Bruce Arians being in these situations before where you're just like, I just felt like Tampa knew what Green Bay was going to do and had had like every answer to the test where Matt LaFleur was kind of like, I think in a little bit over his head almost. Like this is the first time in in quite a few years where you have seen a, a drastic difference in coaching ability, right? I almost liken it to last year's Super Bowl with Shanahan deciding, all, right, all of a sudden we're going to start throwing the football up 10, and even though Kansas City can't stop the run. And it was like, you're, you're, you're doing things that are you know prohibitive to your team. You know what I mean? So you're just like, what are you doing? And I felt like LaFleur with the field goal, right? That was the first thing too. Not having enough wherewithal to go to Mike Pettin and go, listen, we need to play pre-vet defense. I don't care what they, I don't care if they kick a field goal. They can't score here, Right. And, and not having control over what is going on on the sidelines, I think, really doomed them. And the miscommunication on whether or not to kick a field goal or not with Rodgers, that can't happen either. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things there that I, I just really thought that LaFleur did not help himself with. And I think Tampa obviously took advantage mm-hmm. of that, right? So there's that. Um, all right, let's, sw- let's switch now to the AFC Conference title game. Um, you know, Buffalo taking one hard on the chin against Kansas City. Coming out, rip-roaring, fast start, right? Get up. I think they were 9 nothing. I think, because they missed an extra point. Um, and then Kansas City just went, oh, okay, we're going to start playing now. And then they ripped off four, 28 points in very short order. Yes. Get, just give me your thoughts on how this game played out. We both had the Chiefs winning this game. Um, Buffalo did what we thought they needed to do, start early, start fast, and capitalize off of a turnover a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just couldn't. They didn't have enough to keep the the foot on the gas. Yeah, Kansas City is now at a point where they're overwhelming. Yeah, um, they're they're what Golden State is if you watch basketball from twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen when yep. they started to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, they're in the they go on stretches where man they just can score like Golden State can score twenty one straight points off threes yep. in like six seconds. Yeah, it feels like Kansas City there goes for a stretch from like the second third quarter where it's like. So we're just going to, every time we get the ball, we're going to score a touchdown. Yep. So if you're not keeping up with us, There's uh, no way. you're going to be yep. behind us yep. now by yep. a lot. And and the Bills saw that where they were up 9 nothing or whatever because mm-hmm. they missed the extra point. They're like, all right, now we just got to get, yeah, we get the we momentum. Don't, we don't, yeah, we right. got the momentum. We don't have to score every time because we're stopping them. And all of a sudden, Kansas City's like, oh, by the way, now it's 28-9. to Good yeah, luck. Exactly. And it, it literally felt like just like that, yep. it was 28-9. to And mm-hmm. now you go, oh, now so we, we have to play catch up to one of the best offenses ever. Right. And it was just way too overwhelming. Josh Allen played about as well as he could, yeah. knowing that you don't have any run game. Your defense isn't very good. Your defense just tried to hold on. You get the first early on, you get the three and out, right? And you're like, all right, you're pumped up. You're ready to go. Unfortunately, everybody knew that wasn't going to – I think even Kansas City is like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
exactly. I just, I this game to me, it was, it kind of broke down, kind of how we all thought it was going to, right? And the the question mark with Mahomes being healthy or not, right? I think that was the reason why I thought maybe Buffalo could keep it closer, you know, just that maybe they tried a little bit more of a conservative game plan if you're Kansas City, but they ran the ball well, even. Um, it, they just didn't have enough. That's the that's the thing, man. Is that they don't have enough. It, it, you know, Buffalo's like. You know, Cole Bleasley playing on a broken leg, so he wasn't 100% clearly. You know, Stephon Diggs did what he could. Josh Allen didn't play bad, you know. I I mean, I wouldn't say he was, like, phenomenal, but I think he did what he could, you know, without trying to force too much. Um, When you're so one-dimensional, too, that's the other thing, right? Like, if Kansas City forced you to be one-dimensional, they do have two good edge rushers. Their secondary is not bad. It's a top-10 secondary, statistically. And you're if you get into a throwing match with Kansas City, you're probably not going to come out with a win. It's just not. It's just not a thing. So, leading to that though, right? That means we got Tampa versus Kansas City in Tampa because that's where they're hosting the Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Tampa goes on the road for all their playoff games, and now they're coming home for the Super Bowl. And they're still going to be the away team somehow. Um, nope, that's how it works. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, give me. How does Tampa win this game? Because Tampa's the only team on paper, offense offense versus offense, that you can go, okay, here's their weapons, here's Tampa's weapons, right? Like, here's here's what we have, right? We got Mike Evans, and you got Tyreek. Okay, you've got Godwin, and you've got uh, Watkins, or McCole Hardman, right? Okay, you've got Gronk and Bray, and you've got Travis Kelsey. You can, there's, each person's got the each thing. How does Tampa win this football game? Because I, even though I like, I would love to see it if Brady could get another one, just because that's like, oh, geez, it's like the most perfect exclamation point ever. Yeah. At the same time, you're like, how do you, how, how does it, how does it happen? Because I'm, tr- I'm having a difficult time trying to find a roadmap for them to get this win. Oh, I think there's definitely a roadmap. Uh, you look at everything they did in the second half of their first matchup, not the first half, not the first quarter. <laughs> That was a bad, that was a rough start. Because yeah. playing single high yep. anime coverage on Tyree Kill is a Not big, great. big no-no. <laughs> but everything, so no cover zeros. Yeah, so no cover zeros. Um, no blitzing eight people, oh, engage God. eights or whatever. Oh, Can't Jesus. do those because those don't work. But everything they did in the second half, uh, basically do again. Because Patrick Mahomes only threw for 100 yards in the second half. Yep. It didn't look very good yep. because... I think what Tampa does well, and you saw it against Green Bay, is they're good at sending three and four and, and getting, getting to pressure. the quarterback. Absolutely. And that's exactly what San Fran did last year, yep. is you have guys like Nick Bosa and stuff who can mm-hmm. just go in by themselves, break double coverages, mm-hmm. and uh, get to Patrick Mahomes and make him uncomfortable. I think they can do the same thing. They're able to drop seven back while only blitzing four and being able to get there. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think doubling Tyreek Hill is an absolute must. Yes. Um Yes. But I think they have the people that they can actually do that with. They're actually getting people back. Yeah. Uh, while Kansas City is actually... Hey, Antoine Winfield least. didn't play in the championship game. Nope. He's a starter. And he's, their, he's their, yeah. probably their best safety out there. Yes. And he didn't even play. Yep. And they they also had a corner that was out that's coming back also mm-hmm. for Tampa. Mm-hmm. So defensively, I think um, Kansas City losing both their tackles is yes. also going to be huge. Yes. Because yep. they don't Mark have Fisher's that. out. Yep. Mike, and... Yep. and uh, is it Remmers? Mitchell, oh, Mitch Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah, Mitchell Schwartz is yep. out too. So I think you're going to have weakened tackles. I think offensively, I don't think if they play the right way, Kansas City is just going to be able to fire on all cylinders like yeah. they have been. Mm-hmm. And then de- and then t- 
Tampa Bay offensively, they just need to do the same thing against Green Bay. They got to start it's, fast. They have to start fast. Start fast, control the clock, yep. and just complete your third downs. Yep. And I think Tampa has a very legitimate chance of winning. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, for me, it's just hard because, you know, when you see this team offensively for the Kansas City, you're just like, man, it's just like they just have the answer. For whatever reason, whenever shit breaks down, it just seems to work. Um, I think another thing, too, that I, I forgot about is that, you know, with the turf toe injury, too, Mahomes is not nearly as mobile, and we saw it, you know, in the AFC title game where he was a lot more in the pocket, right? And some of his rollouts were not nearly as accurate as they as they could be or should be, right? Um, I think Tampa needs to start fast. I think Tampa needs to. I think I think Mike Evans needs to have a bounce back game because he was abysmal in that NFC title game. He had two drops, one leading to an interception, the other one right in his hands for a key first down, and he just dropped it, which probably would have been a touchdown. Um, so he had a couple, he needs to, like, I need to see Mike Evans play as Mike Evans mm-hmm. again a little bit. Um, I also want to see if Ronald Jones can kind of, I think Ronald Jones, for, and I said this last week too for the NFC title game, and, and because he's still a little bit hampered, but two weeks off, really getting him healthy, he's such an important piece for this offense because he is the complete antithesis of what Fournette is. Fournette's got no vision, he just runs into stuff. Ronald Jones has is, is got a bit of a burst to him, right, and he's, you're just waiting for him to break a big one, right? And I think they're going to need that early on against Kansas City um, as well. Um, <clears throat> if you're Kansas City, though, I mean, what what is the game plan? Are you going to maybe try to slow the game down a little bit, try to run the ball a little bit because your tackles, you don't have starters on both left and right side? And if you look at it um, from a defensive standpoint, right, your defense now, you've seen some cracks against Cleveland, right? Buffalo was able to make a late surge, right? They got the onside kick, they score, they get a field goal, whatever. Um, do you try to maybe keep your offense out there a little more because that's where your strength is and really let Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of take over a little bit more? Because that's how they won the Super Bowl last year. Damian Williams had a phenomenal game and should have been MVP. Yeah. Um, I think that's a scary proposition to walk <clears throat> into yeah. um, because I think that you need to just start and do your thing mm-hmm. and just throw the ball all over around. Because I think that if you start slow and you just like, oh, let's methodically go down the field yeah. and Brady's doing the same thing, the thing that they don't want is they don't want a close game in the fourth quarter because right. then Brady unleashes <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> whatever it is that he has. Yep. for sure. And it will be almost unstoppable to beat whatever Brady pulls out. Because, yep. you know, this reminds me a lot of the Super Bowl 51 where Brady walks in with kind of the controversy of Deflategate, yeah. and then kind of is like, you know what, I'm just not going to lose. Yeah. And he was like, and he was out to prove someone <laughs> yeah, wrong. Right. And now this year, he's kind of out to prove everyone wrong about this Bill Belichick yep. divorce thing. For sure. So I think he's going to be like a man on a mission like yep. never before. And I think that if you're going to try to start slow and get into like a lower scoring, like if the game's like 24-21 in the fourth quarter, yeah. that's perfect for the Bucks Because yeah. they're like, I, we can't score we 42, survive, right? yeah. but we're surviving. Yeah. And all you need is Brady to get the ball last yeah. to just go right have down the field and put the dagger in. Have a chance at it. Yeah, that's, and that's what Kansas City doesn't want. So I don't know why you would come out, oh, let's just run the ball and try not to score. Like, well, I guess my, logic, my, my logic was like, right, like, I'm not saying don't throw, but I'm just saying that to implement the run a little bit more to have to keep your offense offense out on the field in order to kind of maintain a maybe a little bit stronger of a balance where you're not having Mahomes isn't going to have to throw 40 times this game just because 
he's a little bit hindered mobility-wise, right? You've got backup tackles at both left yeah. and right side. JPP and uh, Lawson are killing it. Yeah. They, I mean, they messed Rodgers up, yes. right? And I don't think Mahomes has been hit enough either this year where it's like, I think if you really start to throw him off, you're going to really have some success. So that's why I'm saying maybe insulate that a little bit more by mixing in some inside zones, right? Mixing yeah. in some of these, you know, jet sweeps to Tyreek or the the quick wide receiver something to I mean, kind of alleviate a little bit of having Mahomes to step and do five seven step drops yeah. on third and nine. Yeah, I mean that would be best case scenario. The yeah. problem I have with that is, like I said, is yeah. if you're doing that, and you're trying to have twelve play drives. You want to have the most amount. You want to have more drives than less drives. Yeah, because less sure. drives benefits the Bucks. Yeah, because that means they don't have to be perfect. Brady hasn't been very good through these playoffs. No. He's been good enough. through stretches and yeah. enough. But, I mean, he threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. Their defense just bailed him out. Their defense isn't going to bail them out no. if he throws three interceptions against Kansas City. Right. So he has to be as close as perfect as he can be. Mm-hmm. And so you want more and more and more drives mm-hmm. because you want, okay, Brady's eventually going to make Yeah, we're going to get rolling here eventually, mistake. so we just got to wait for it. Right? Where if, you, if, if the first half, there's only three drives each, it could easily be 17-17, and the Bucks are like, thank God. Yeah, right. If yeah, have, exactly. we got one half left. Because if it's eight drives to eight drives in the first half, and they just go on a lot of quick drives, yeah. I could see a score being 42-17 to 17 instead of 17-17, to 17, right. and that's not what the Bucks want. So no. I think you, if you're limiting what, drives, it's helping the What Bucks. is your threshold if you're Tampa Bay from a, from a point differential, right? Like, what if, if you're going to give up points? Because they're going to give up points. Yeah. It's inevitable, right? Like... If are you trying to keep it under say twenty four? Like if you're under twenty four points and you're kind of within shooting distance, right? Because that's best I, case scenario. You know what I mean? Like 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 what are you yeah. like what are you trying to do? If you're Todd Bowles and you're trying to like okay, listen, I know we're gonna give a lot of yards, we're gonna give up points, but what's our threshold in order for our offense to keep up? Because I like I said, I still don't think they're running efficiently offensively in Tampa. Yeah. There's there's drives where you're like. Wow, and then there's other drives where you go, "What the hell was that?" And I, think, I know they're getting Antonio Brown back too, so I don't know where he factors in. I think you're looking at like 28 points yeah. as a threshold, probably. If you're if you're in 28 points in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I think the Bucks are like thing. No, I'm talking about just first half. I was or just talking, talking about first half. half. Yeah, I was talking well, about first, first half. half. Probably like 17 to 21, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think because yeah. that, that's about three drives, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I think what they did against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, they could probably, especially mm-hmm. at home, you could probably duplicate that pretty well. Yeah. So I would say Tampa will probably score between two and three times, yeah. give or take. So I think you got to keep Kansas City within that. Do you so. think? Do you think that the home field advantage at all is going to play anything? I mean, because I get they're the away team, but there's going to be a lot of Tampa people there yeah. going bananas. You know, they're going to have how many fans are they going to have? Like twenty-two thousand. Twenty-two thousand. I thought I was going to say fifteen. So you're probably right. Um, but. So because of that, right, do you think that's going to play any sort of role into this? I know that, you know, each team gets the equal amount, but, you know, like it's in Tampa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and your home team is playing there. Yeah. If you're a diehard, you're going to be there. So it's like, do you think that that's going to play any sort of factor at all, knowing that they're coming home? They've been on the road this entire playoffs. You know, there were times where people were like, I don't know if Tampa's even going to get there. Yeah. You know, you slay the Green Bay Dragon, and now, like, you've got the biggest dragon ever, Kermit the Frog, staring you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> No, Staying I, I mean, I think like we gotta somehow slay this. It's as much as an advantage as you can get. Yeah. Um. I mean, no one's ever hosted a Super Bowl before, so right. it's literally the biggest honor. I think it's also 
giving Kansas City a little out, which kind of makes me upset because <laughs> I think you can go, oh, so the one Super Bowl we lost is the right. one where we had to go on the road to a team right. that hosted a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm very worried that that's going to be the out that people are going to give. That's going to be annoying. I don't like that already. Exa- I don't like exactly. that. Exactly. I'm you already know, annoyed by it. Like, you already know that's going to be gonna the out. Of, yeah. It's going to be like, oh, so how how do you expect us to go on the road to Tampa for the Super Bowl? I'm like, I don't know. I, I expect know, you to beat a 55-year-old man. How about yeah. that? <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. Let's talk about the quarterbacks here, you know. And before I get we get to predictions and how we think this play this game is actually going to play out. Um, but uh, and I want play by play. All right, I want uh, first play. What are they doing? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you play by play. First play dive. We have that dive to Ronald <laughs> for three yards. Right. Um, no snap over the head. Oh God, no, please. Uh, that, can we both agree on that though? I don't I don't necessarily like. I want Tampa to win. I'd be yeah. really happy for Bruce Arians to get get that win as a head coach and everything. But like, if nothing else, just don't be a blowout either way. Yes. Like, please don't be a blowout because I don't think that's really be. gonna suck if that happens. I, I there was nothing worse than that Super Bowl between Denver and Seattle. Like, unless you're a Seattle fan, which I get it. No, it's so it's so awful. During the time though, you're like, oh my god, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's the greatest yeah. thing ever. But at the same time, you're like, all right, you know. So it's super boring. So please don't be that. But back to the quarterback situation, right? You could not have two polar opposites in quarterbacks right now when it comes to the storyline going in, right? Brady at 5,004 years old, getting there with a new team in his first season, right? Separating from Belichick, proving everybody wrong. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. His offense is phenomenal. He's got the genius with Andy Reid going in. He's the he's the new face of the league. I mean, from a legacy perspective, I want to ask you about Mahomes first, then we'll get to Brady because Brady's a little more exciting. From Mahomes' perspective, I mean, if, he, if they don't win, what does that do? Does it do anything at all? Does it does it does it hurt him? Because they are they're the what are they the favorites? Like four and a half, three and a half? They're three and a half. Three and a half? Okay. So they're the favorites, you know, yes. clear in the way. Best record in the AFC. You kind of, you know, you chunked away nice and easy for the most part. Cleveland gave you a bit of a scare. And okay, what like, you know, if you don't get this here, you don't beat this Bucks team with Brady with half an arm sometimes, and other times he's got a cannon. You got an inconsistency. You're supposed to win this game. Yes. You're supposed to win it. Mm-hmm. Is the is the pressure on or because they won it last year, even though they're the favorites, right? They they didn't play very well, right? So like is this one of those things where like if Mahomes has a similar game to last year and like he's just okay, mm-hmm. does that does that hurt him? It's like, yeah, you can get us there, but man, the Super Bowl, you really need a lot of other shit to go right for you. Uh yes. Okay. And I say that because I look at careers like Russell Wilson, who yep. started the exact same way. Yeah. Where you were the hottest team, you won your first Super Bowl, and, and they even won it even more convincingly. Like, oh, yeah. Kansas City kind of came back and barely kind of snuck on to win that one. Yeah. Even though it was like an 11 point win. Like, well, Seattle. San Fran blew that game, yeah. let's be honest. Seattle went out and just like. Dominated Denver. We'll say dominated. dominated. That's no, no, yeah, they did. They blew it. Literally from the opening snap, yeah. it was over. I was going to say dog <laughs> slapped, but we shouldn't say dog slapped. <laughs> dog slapped. Every dog is like, well, that's just that's rude. rude. <laughs> but yeah, they came out and dominated. And then they went to the second one, aka against Brady, right. and, and lost it. And should have won it. They should have won it, but yeah. lost it. We'll talk about that at different times. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I got to bring that up too. We're going to talk about that too. And go then um, we, uh, and then they kind of go on like a little down phase. Yeah. And. That's what I worry about Patrick Mahomes doing. Not that he's just going to like phase out and he'll be like top five but never yeah. get there again. Because yeah. they'll definitely be here, I would say, the next five years, probably two more times. Probably. At least. At least. But the yeah. AFC, like the NFC was back then, is getting very, very competitive very, yeah. very quickly. Because you look around, if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, you look at you know Buffalo, Miami are good. Right. You look at 
Balt did I say yeah, yeah Buffalo, Bal- Buffalo yeah. Miami then you yep. look at Baltimore Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Cleveland now and Cleveland. is also very competitive yep. and in your own division yep. the Chargers are just all of a sudden with Herbert you're like yeah. man you're like man if they continue this upwards trajectory you're like you're, you're like, Chargers could hit 10 and 11 wins every year and they're gonna be splitting yep. the division every year or whatever yep and I guess you can look at the Colts well other things too look at Jacksonville you got the Colts right yep. like Jacksonville they, they've got so much artillery right now mm-hmm. the Jets Give them a two two years from now. The Jets, if they get a boatload of picks from Houston, you know, yeah. or, or you know, or whatever, or they trade or whatever. Like Houston could even, if they get a boatload of picks from the Jets, you're like, they could roll. Okay, so, so there's a lot of the AFC variables has, here. The AFC in the year or two could yeah. be very, very, very competitive in all regions. Yeah, and with only one buy. It's mm-hmm. like you have to be fourteen and two, or so you're not getting that buy, and you're going to play three games every single year to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I would say that if you don't win this one, long like after all it's saying that, if you don't win this one, mm-hmm. it's going to be like okay, so you won one, then you lost one to Brady, which like everyone loses to Brady, so I guess it's fine. Eli's but then it's over like, there. Eli's eating his grapes. Being yeah, like, he's like, except I won for twice. me. You hear that, Peyton? I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> and then. But then after that, it goes, so if he goes two more times or yeah, whatever, right? I mean, you still have that one loss. I still think he's already, he's already a, like a great, he's going to be a oh, great yeah, long no, term. I mean, he's but he's gonna, I think he's going to break every freaking record, dude. But I think, I think this is going to kind of hurt him a little bit in the sense that yeah. if he's not going to, if he wins this one, I'll feel very, very confident that he's going to go to like the next two or three or yeah. whatever. Be like, so who's going to stop this team eventually? That's what it's going to turn into, right? It's like if Tampa can over, can do this now, it's like, okay, they're not unstoppable yeah. unstoppable it's it's what i'm going to bring back basketball it's what yeah. cleveland did at golden state it's absolutely when, what they did when, yeah. once cleveland beat golden state it was so this team is beatable right like, yeah, the, we can they can it. beat them in seven games right it yeah. just takes herculean efforts to do it but you can do it yeah. if tampa is able to even squeak it out somehow yeah. and go so they are beatable right let's do what they did yeah, we're gonna follow this template yep. and just try to roll with our well team. that's what it's happened be, that's what happened with the rams a couple years ago when new england won right, right. they went Here's how you stop McVay's offense. Yep. This is what you do, right? You you know you cross man stuff and you do this and that and the other thing and and all of a sudden the, the next two years the Rams had even this year right they had to kind of their defense was really what was the catalyst to get them there. So now you look and you go okay maybe Sean McVay and that offense isn't necessarily like holy crap you know the yeah. reinvention of the wheel. Now let's flip that a little bit and go to Brady. If he wins, it's. It's his most iconic win ever. I, I mean, I mean, to me, for here's why: twenty four to three is or gonna to or twenty eight to three is hard to beat, and I don't know if he can. But like, if they win this year, in his first year with a new team, and I get it, I already hear everyone always well, got a stack team. I get it, I understand. But the man is fifty; he's fifty years old, and he just beat your the reigning MVP. And Drew Brees in their own house to get there. Okay? I don't want to hear it. And he's doing it without Belichick. And he's doing it another, a, just a different way because he's not playing phenomenal in any stretch of the imagination. He's just willing them basically to these wins. And he gets number seven. Number seven. He's already has double the amount of playoff wins as the next closest guy, which is Joe Montana. He'll have gone to what? He's been to the third of his years in the league. He's been to the conference championship game, which is insane. It's like, wh- what do you? Two thirds. Two thirds. I'm sorry. Two thirds. Right. Yeah. Right. And it makes it sound even better. Yeah. And then like you go to and you're just like, okay, if he wins this one and he beats Mahomes 
I know I know Mahomes has played defense, but like they they are able to topple this unstoppable offense, which is quite literally unstoppable right now, for long stretches, and they win. What does that do? And then I'm going to talk about if he loses. But if they win, what does this mean? I mean, it just puts him on a whole nother pedestal. And I forgot to add, add to Mahomes yeah. that if he loses, there is he can never be known as the best because you lost head to head with Brady. With Brady, yeah, for sure. Like, and, and this is going to be the same thing where if Brady loses, it's the same thing with Mahomes. Where if Mahomes ever even gets like four or five or something, right. there's an argument. Then you can make okay, but he beat him head to head too. So right. although that's that's a tough one because like okay, Brady's like yeah, but I'm like twice his age. Yeah, <laughs> Brady was Brady was winning a Super Bowl and Mahomes was still picking shit out of his butt. Like, yeah. but. <laughs> like but yes, I agree. But at the same time, though, yeah. it's the same thing where if Brady wins, it's like, yeah, he's the best. He's probably, you could argue, the best, like, winner athlete ever. Yeah. I, probably. Yeah, he's damn. probably, he would pass Jordan, right? Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. It's, in my mind, it's like him, Jordan, and like, I would say Tiger. Tiger. Just from a, like a stretch of Dom. I mean, football-wise, no one's ever going to, like, Mahomes is probably the only person that has a legitimate chance of replicating yes. this in any way shape or form yes he does so it's like but it, so if he wins he's already considered the greatest and i think for well i think it's well founded quite frankly but it's like if he does it again mm-hmm. i mean do you retire if you're do brady you, do you That's do, like 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 it's almost like you're not gonna top this it's only downhill from there because i even if their offense gets better i don't necessarily know if they're gonna be able to do what they just did and run yeah. through this gauntlet and now the nfc is We're gonna talk about that and maybe next next week with all the quarterback changes. But like, so then maybe they could run it back. But even then, you're gonna maybe run it back up against Kansas City. And I don't know if he beat him two times in a row. So it's like, it's, it's, at some point, when's enough enough? But like, if he wins it now, is that the time where you just go, you know what? I literally did it on another team, not knowing anybody, new offense, new. I learned he learned a brand new offense for the first time in 20 years, mm-hmm. and they get the win. Um, will he know? Should he? Yes. <laughs> the okay. If they lose, um, that'll be his fourth loss. Yeah. Now you're see. That'll be his fourth if loss. If you lose, you're getting into. Uh, don't want to say it. Mm. You're getting into like LeBron territory a mm. little bit, mm. where you're starting to get too many losses. Yeah. Where it's like. Yeah. You like? Do you, you think? Gotta, it, because here's the thing: is and I understand with the LeBron thing where he only has four wins and six losses and yeah, whatever. Right. But you compare, you look at guys because apparently for some reason, like going there is not as important if you lose. Um, but like someone like Joe Montana, not, who's not jaded at all. No, that's not jaded. <laughs> but if you look at someone like Joe Montana, who's four for four, yeah, yeah. Brady's gonna have two yeah. more. But also, he's gonna have four losses. Also, twenty touchdowns and zero interceptions. Yes, in exactly. <laughs> so that I think I think if he yeah. loses, it kind of I'm not gonna say opens up the argument a yeah. lot mm-hmm. but it's like listen i can make the argument that 20 touchdowns no picks four super bowl mvps or whatever and he's got three mvps, yeah, he's, got three MVPs Jerry's got one. he's got you know the four yep. super bowl wins yep. he has the same amount of super bowl wins as you do losses yep. like lebron to jordan and stuff mm-hmm. like i think it opens up that argument where you're like man you're starting to lose like and when you look at his losses, you go, you were 16-0 and and lost to the Giants that yeah. one year. Like, that's a bad loss. Yeah, it's a very bad loss. This yeah. one, like, the other ones aren't nearly as bad, but no. that's, like, you have one bad That's the glaring loss. one where you're like, that's your Dallas Mavericks Yeah, that's loss. the Dallas Mavericks yeah. loss. Plus, now you're going to have three more. Even though yeah. you've won six, yeah. you have these four Do you think it matters? Do you think, it, do you think that kind of it alleviates a little bit, though, even if they do lose because he's, like, 40? Like, he's legitimately, like, 43 years old. Like, no one has ever done this, Mm-mm. this high of a level 
Like, like nobody in history, no. in any sport, in any sport, nobody has played, maintained this level of, of standard and gotten their team to have as much success as he has at the age that he's at. LeBron is not taking teams to championships at 43. It's not happening. There's no way. I'll, t- I'll bet you $100 on the air right now at 43 years old, LeBron James is not taking the Lakers to a championship. It's just not. No, no. It's actually, here's the thing. It's not taking the Lakers to a championship. It's going to a team like Atlanta yeah. with like, with like good but not great pieces and elevating them at 43 years old, playing a full season and willing them as a six seed all the way through the playoffs to get there. It's not happening. It's just not. Well, Atlanta's not fair because Atlanta's nowhere near where Tampa is. I, I'm just saying yeah. though. But you know, like I'm just I just threw out a team that's okay, right? Yeah. That's that's what's wrong. Like because they got a lot of young pieces. Yeah. That was my point. But anyway, so. Like, does it not do anything for you at all because of his age that he's doing what he's doing? I mean, like, he's legitimately twice the age of Mahomes is yeah. almost. I mean, grading on a little curve, I guess so. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I think you look at guys like Rodgers, who's 38, and he threw 48 touchdowns. And like, I agree. No, no he's doubt. He's great. I mean, no obviously he's not leading his team to a Super Bowl right now. But, I mean, or he very could. Again. He, he very could. Um, I gotta Drew, show, I gotta show you a meme after we get off the air. Drew Brees is forty two <laughs> and he gets the NFC Championship game again. Not make it to the Super Bowl, but he gets it very far. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, he's doing very good stuff, but I don't look at the age because you could still play the position very well. Yeah. I, I don't look at that because LeBron's been playing for eighteen years and he's doing great stuff. So yeah. I mean, I agree. I'm just I'm playing. just throwing it out there because I do think that does need to be put into the conversation, right? That like, like. As much as we want to, you know, com- compare basketball and, and football are so much are they so are. harder to compare to. But like, if you're looking at it like from a LeBron perspective, right? LeBron James goes to teams that are, you know, and he and this is what Brady did, right? Went to a team where he's like, okay, this is how we're gonna build it. This is the roadmap, right? But like, LeBron is it, LeBron is the reason why their people are going there in order for them to win, right? And that's what Brady's doing. But at the same time, it's like. It's all on, like, if Brady has to make the offense go, right? Yes. LeBron doesn't need to necessarily put up 40 for the Lakers to win. I guess that's my I guess that's my comparison. Like, yeah. Brady's going to have to play really well for them to win this game. It, 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 like, unless somehow, someway, their run game just comes alive or Mahomes has the most un-Mahomes day ever, yeah. that he's going to have to play well. He can't throw three picks in this game. I, yes. I would say if he throws one, you're really hurting yourself because you lose a possession. Yes. So it's like, well, okay. Tell me, um, how does this game play out? Who? How does this play out? What happens? Like, give me your cornerstones of this game and who wins. Give me a score. All right, here we go. Ready for this? All right, I'm prepared. I am lathered up and ready. Okay. Let's do it. Chiefs win the toss. Okay. And then they go, you know what? We don't want the ball first. Because why would we want the ball first? We want to see what you guys got. Okay, so, so they defer to so the second half. they defer to the second half. I wish they'd say they kick and then they don't get either cash. That'd be funny. That would be even better. <laughs> On the Super Bowl? Yeah. But, but Andy Reid's too smart for that, so he's going to pull everyone aside and go, guys, don't Def- mess this we up defer. We yeah, defer. We defer. Yeah. Because uh, you don't be like Dallas that one year. Um, so then Brady gets the ball. He goes, all right, then watch this. And he's going to go take him right down. 76-yard drive because they're going to take it out get to the 24. So it's going to be a 76-yard drive all the way to the touchdown. Touchdown to Mike Evans because he's going to have that bounce back game. He better. It's going to be 7-0. He's awful in the NFC title game. Then the Chiefs are going to go, all right, we're, we're, we're going to get the run game fl- uh, yeah. flubulating. We're going to say flubulating. <laughs> Um, we're going to get that run game going. We're going to get McCole Harvey going because he feels down about himself because of the his fumble. fumble. Yep. We're, we're going to get all these pieces rolling. Yep. And so it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice little offensive struggle for the first half. Yep. First half's going to be like 21-17 Chiefs at okay. the very end of it. Okay. Bucks are going to go down the late second half or late first half 
kick a field goal. No, to get it close. To, to get it close. Yep. Because they were going to try to go for the touchdown, but it's like, oh, but if we don't get it, it's 21-14, yeah. give them right. the ball, it could be rough. Yeah. And come out the third quarter, and Chiefs are going to go right down the field of score. It's going to be 28-17. People are going to go, oh, man. Oh, boy, here it goes, right? <laughs> it's going to be rough here. And then Tom Brady goes, hey, watch this. I'm going to say that a lot. <laughs> Maybe, I wish we were filming this episode because Mike literally just got in my face and pointed like within an inch of my eye, and like we had a definite like eye to like eye to eye contact, and I felt extremely excited. Yes. <laughs> so Brady's gonna take the ball, go right down the field, score, yep. get a two point conversion. Okay. Because you have to, because mm-hmm. Bruce Arians isn't dumb like all these other coaches in the playoffs have been so far. So it's gonna be going for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eight to twenty five. We're all all right. Chiefs. Are going now. Now this part of the game is going to get a little stagnant because they're both like yeah. they had their second half change game plans yeah, and stuff. Right. So it's going to be like all right. So it's going to be a little slower. Mm-hmm. And then so we're going to start with the fourth quarter. Still twenty eight to twenty five. Chiefs are going to hit this bomb to Tyree Kill because they're going to play single yeah. coverage. Blow it open. Yeah. For the fourth quarter. They're going right. to cover zero for no reason. And Tyree Hill is going to score. So it's going to be thirty five to twenty five. Right. And then Man, this is Tom, an exciting game, isn't it? Right? <laughs> I'm pumped already. So the top Brady is going to sit on the sideline, throw his helmet down, and go, you know what? Watch this. <laughs> oh, God. You go, He's gonna... I need a mute button just for my mic. Yeah, you do. So Tom Brady's going to go right down the field, but he's going to get stopped on third and short. Oh. So now we're now we're fourth and goal, and you're like, all right, what do but we do? But he's the king of the quarterback sneak, though. He is the king of the quarterback sneak. So he's going to be at the one yard line, fourth and goal. QB sneak gets it, touchdown. It's going to be really iconic because everyone's going to go. He's going to stop. He's going to get one of these. Ah! Yeah, he's going to go. And then Gronk's going to come over and be like, I knew you could do it kind of thing, yeah. right? So we're looking at about six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, right? Good. Kansas City's like, all right, so all we got to do now is do what we've been doing, running the ball, right. throw these little cute little screen passes, and try to run the clock out, right? Right. Except they're going to try to get it, but they're going to hit the Michigan-Ohio State where they're going to try to reach for it, but it's going to be a bad spot. Oh, and it's going to be fourth down boy. at about their own 35-yard line. Ooh. And then they're going to go, do we trust it or do we not trust it? And they're going to be like, you know what? Cleveland, we went for it. Bills, we went for it. We're going to go for it right now. And you know what play they're going to run? The same one. That the exact did. same play yeah. that they ran against Cleveland. That's a big But, <laughs> yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting is going to jump in go. front of it. Local boy. Get, local, local boy is going to get this interception. So now you're down 35-32 yep. with the ball at about their opponent's 35 with yep. about four minutes left. Brady drives down, and they score a touchdown. Okay, right? how much time so left? There's about like three and a half minutes yeah, left. Yeah, because they're going to score. They're going to score. They're going to score pretty quick yeah. because you're at the third. They're going to take right? momentum. They're going to take a shot. It's so now be there, Chiefs right? down down four points here, right. thirty-eight to thirty-four. Three minutes left. Three minutes how left. How many timeouts are left for the Chiefs? There's three on each side because okay. they're good with timeouts. You know, they're not. Makes stupid sense. You have two really good head coaches. Exactly. Here. So they're not yeah. going to waste their timeouts at this point. Frank Reich. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it, but I'm glad you said it. Kansas City's like, all right, here we go. You ready? It's Mahomes' magic time. It's right. like they did against Oakland back in week eight when yep. they had to come back and hit mm-hmm. that Kelsey hit. Mm-hmm. So they're going to drive all the way down the field. Bucks aren't going to use timeouts, though, because they're going to be smart about this. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to purposely play cover zero because they don't trust their defense and bait them into it, and they're going to hit a deep shot to Tyreek for a touchdown, and everyone's going to go, oh, my oh God. They, they pulled it, it they out. Pulled they it pulled it out. They pulled it out. They did it again, and then they're down three. Bucks and Brady's sitting there. He's gonna look up. He's gonna see someone that he knows in the crowd, and he's gonna go, "Hey guys, watch this." <laughs> okay, keep going. I love it. This is great. With under Why two, even need to watch the yeah, game? This is way better. Under two minutes left, down three, not down four. You're yeah, down, down three. three. Yep, yep. You're driving down the field, all the way down the field, picking 
you know, yeah, dinking and dunking, dinking, all the way dunking yep. doing their little thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to get to about the opponent's like 20 yard line. There's about 15 seconds left, and everyone's going to be freaking out. And Brady's going to go, guys, calm down, calm hey, down. He's going to dash Kanye West. Say, is he going to have the, the Joe Montana where he goes, hey, there's John Candy in the stands? Yeah, but it uh, can't be John Candy. It's got to be someone else. Yeah, John Candy's dead. Yeah, okay, that's true. Good point. Continue. Yeah. But it's going to be someone. It's going to be like, oh, look at Kanye West. They're going to be. It's going to be their last yeah. time out, like 20 seconds left. Yeah. They're all going to be in the huddle for right. like this big like third down play, mm-hmm. and they're going to be sitting there, and Brady's going to go, hey, did you guys notice that Kanye's up right. in the stands right don't now? Don't worry, or, if we don't get it, we kick a field goal in overtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's going to be no pressure, but we're going to have. So Brady's going to take the snap. It's going to be five wide set. Um, everyone's kind of everyone's kind of you know doing their little out routes trying yeah. to get out of bounds because Kansas City's like they're going to go time out route because right. yep. they don't time have out. much time out, many timeouts yep. left. So they're like, all right, we got to cover the outs. So okay. we tackle them inbounds, make them rush this kick or whatever. Right. However, Gronk is going to be sitting there, block, <laughs> shed. shed, and go upfield right in the middle of the field. Nice touchdown, seam. touchdown to Gronk right in the middle of the seam, and they're going to win the game like 45-42. Woo! Wow, I that was a emotional roller coaster. I mean, I can't top that. I'm just gonna say that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And because... then right after that, he's gonna run over and go, "Yeah, did you watch that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and happen. then no one gives him a high five. And no one gives him a high five. He's gonna go slap hands, slap hands. No slap hands. <laughs> no slap hands. No slap hands. Um, wow, that was fantastic. That was a great breakdown. If that's the way this game goes in any shape or form, I mean talking about a great great super bowl for yeah. sure all right so you got you got the bucks winning huh? the you're bucks on the bucks train. winning I'm, I'm on the bucks train oh god it i want them to win so bad i really do i just you know it's one of those things that i didn't have confidence in them in green bay either honestly i didn't you know they i, I want i wanted them to win but i just didn't think that they hadn't like i just thought green bay's office went so and that's kind of how i feel going into this game as well um the right and left tackle thing, though, that's definitely intriguing. That's the matchup to watch. That's the one that you have to win if you're Tampa. Um, oh, boy. Jeez, I kind of want to just be like, screw it and say Tampa wins it. But Say 45-42. Uh, fine, I'm doing it. 45-42. We're going to do it. Let's just do it. Yep. We're doing it. Fine. We're on the same train. I bet fine. Kyle's going to be Kansas City, so of course we'll beat him is. up after. So That's true. Fine. That's fine. I'm sure he is. He's probably just going to be like, I knew Kansas City. He's like, oh yeah, you also thought Joe Milton was going to be the savior of Michigan, so yeah. that would just throw that in his face. It's yeah, fine. we will. Like sand in the pocket. Just, yeah! yeah. <laughs> right in the eye. Okay. All right. That's going to be it. But before we go, though, I do have a very, very, very special announcement, though. Something that me and Mike have been talking about over the last couple weeks, and it's finally coming to fruition here in the next couple months, is we are introducing a new show to our repertoire so to speak so obviously guys we do the weekly show every single week that hits live monday at 7 a.m however we also have our quick hitter series as well where we dive into maybe a specific topic maybe a big game like we did earlier last week with the afc and nfc conference championship games we've done the same thing before like we've done wrestlemania's before we've done other stuff you know big moments that we kind of feel like we need to get ahead of um but we're going to be introducing a new series and it's called time machine and what this time machine series is going to be about me and mike are obviously still going to be on it so it's the same people you listen to every single week um it's basically going to be uh kind of a revisionist history type of thing where we're going to go back and in preparation for wrestlemania for instance right we're going to go back and look at wrestlemania 10 or we're going to go look at wrestlemania 17 because it's considered the greatest of all time or let's go back and look at wrestlemania 30 because that's daniel bryan's big moment we're going to look at an event 
or a game in the past in a vacuum, okay? We're going to watch it. We're going to review it. We're going to kind of talk about it step by step, how the game plays out or how the show plays out, you know, what we thought, what we would like to see happen better, maybe what was followed up with that, that kind of stuff. And we're going to go back and look at some of the greatest moments in sports history. So be on the lookout for that. Probably our first one, Mike, I think we were talking, We're probably the first one's going to be probably dropped around WrestleMania season. And we'll probably do, depending, like say if Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble, uh, maybe we'll talk about WrestleMania 30 because that's the last time he, you know, he was he main evented main evented WrestleMania, and he, you know, you have the moment, he wins the titles, blah 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 blah. Maybe we'll go back and look at that one, right, or whatever. So probably around WrestleMania season, March-ish time, be on the lookout for a time machine, the first ever uh, time machine time machine episode of that new series for us. Um, super excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll we'll go back and we'll look back at old Lions games. We'll go back and look at you know. Uh, times where these two maybe two big teams play. So if Tampa and Kansas City make it to the Super Bowl next year, maybe we'll rewatch this year's Super Bowl and see what the heck happened. How did it play out? What what changes did they make in preparation for how the next one? How did the Bucks week? win? How did the Bucks win? And how was Mike so good at telling the future? Because that's the way the game is going to yep. play out. Um, all that good stuff. So we're super duper excited, guys, to be introducing this new series for you. Um, you know, as we continue to grow here on the show, which once again, I want to say thank you so much for the support. Um, we will get back also to recording the video for these shows as well. Um, I'm in the middle of selling my house guys, full, full transparency. So I'm going to be moving here in a couple weeks. So that's kind of why we've been, uh, unable to kind of upload to YouTube as much as I'd like to. I know we're super behind there, but we'll always be here every single week on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, wherever you listen to our podcast. We're still gonna be live every Monday, 7am. So that's not changing. Um, but the video stuff will get picked up after I move and we get the new studio set up and all that good stuff because right now, uh, too many moving pieces going on and it's kind of hard to do it. So, um, I appreciate you guys staying with us. We will get back to YouTube and all that good stuff. So if you haven't already go subscribe there as well, look back at our old stuff. Um, the belt videos, those will be coming back as well when it gets a little bit nicer outside. We are in Michigan, so clearly it's freezing ass cold outside. No offense, but I'm not running around in the cold. So, um, we will get back to that as well. So stay with us, but time machine new series, be on the lookout here in the next couple months. That's going to be dropping. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys as well. When we talk about Super Bowl and all that good stuff next week, though, we're going to be talking uh, quarterback carousel. I'm going to have Mike take a couple quarterbacks. Tell me where they're going and who they're playing for next season because I think there's a lot of upheaval there. We're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble, obviously, uh, doing maybe an AEW check-in as well as some other stuff as well. So big, loaded, jam-packed episode next week as well for you guys. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.